One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, y'all. This is Joe Tower, and here's a little treatise on some changes we're making at Tales of Mount Folly to better reflect what we think y'all want, and also what the fuck is going on in the world around us. Tales of Mount Folly will now alternate the lineups of its live shows with all male and all female performers. And, I don't know, there may even be periods of time where we'll be predominantly or forever female. We choose to be on the right side of this goddamn revolution, guys. In addition, we're adding a bonus feature to our podcast. Each month, we'll release our usual two new storytelling episodes by two new storytellers recorded live at one of our past shows, but also we'll be including a third and an additional episode, a one-on-one conversation between me and a past or current performer who, for whatever reason, needs a little more time at the mic. It'll be a discussion about individual and specific tales of folly, but also the role that both tales and folly play in all of our lives. What we have to deliver is good stories. Stories that offer a certain brand of shameful relatability. Shame around the choices we've made in our lives that aren't the proud, valiant, admirable choices, but rather the self-serving and stupid choices of the asshole, the idiot, the buffoon, of the simple-minded human who, in that particular moment, was just trying to get through, man. It doesn't matter who you are, you've all got a real good story about doing dumb shit. From our show this last March at our wonderful new home at Three Clubs on Vine, where we finally, for the love of all that's holy, were able to get our second all-time all-female lineup actually legitimately recorded and safely transferred to our editor Brian's hard drive so he could gussy it up for your listening pleasure, we now bring you a story from Allie Waller. Allie's an L.A. stand-up and writer for everything from Late Night with Jimmy Fallon to Togetherness to American Dad, and her story is about what it means to really party all the way and how important it is to have that partner that's going to keep an eye out for you when you do. Watch out, y'all, because here comes Allie Waller's tale of female folly. Uh, yeah, I'm not an actor, but I, I got asked to go on one audition once. Uh, somehow I got like entourage people were like, hey, you, do you want, does she want to come in for like two lines? And I was like, I can't say no to that, even though I don't want to do it. <laughs> and so I go and I like asked out of work and I was like, I have an audition. I and uh, I went and it was like two lines. I was a journalist from like Variety who was interviewing E for something. E, the character, obviously the iconic television character <laughs> and so I did my whatever I asked him the questions and the, it was sweet of her to even bother but the audition lady stopped me casting director whatever 
And she was like, you're a journalist, so you should try saying it like a journalist. <laughs> it was just so, and I was like, I can't do this. And then I left, and I, this is one of my biggest regrets in life. I don't really believe in regret, but is I thought about turning and opening the door and going, I hope I get it. Did I get it? How many people do they? How many books? And I didn't... <laughs> And I didn't do it, and I'm so mad, because that would be like her best story, probably. <laughs> anyway, that's not, that's not the folly that I was gonna talk about. Um, anyhow, so I'm a big self-medicator. Um, well, you're gonna see, you're gonna. But uh, I have this weird combination of like Judaism and recklessness that comes together really nicely. Um, my mom does the same thing. She takes Cipro like twice a year. Do you guys know, Cipro is like the antibiotic that you would take if you like inhaled a bunch of anthrax. And my mom just takes it because she gets sinus infections a lot. And she's been getting them for like 40 years and every time she gets a diagnosis, she treats it like it's AIDS. So anyhow, so I've taken the quality and uh, a couple months ago I was about to go on my honeymoon. That is, you don't even know me. I was single for like most of the time before I met my husband, so that's a big woo. Uh, Self-medicator, less so. Uh, so anyhow, so I'm about to go on my honeymoon and I feel like that tingle in my throat of like, oh, I'm gonna get sick. So I go on a week of just fucking nuts. Like wake up in the morning, pop like too many Advil, pop a couple Sudies, that's Sudafed. <laughs> And not the stuff you can buy like easily at Rite Aid. You give your license to the pharmacist and you get the shit with meth in it because the rest of it's not going to do anything. Take those. Then like a bunch of like weird vitamins and probiotics. Um, I take this stuff from Whole Foods called Counterattack, which like it's like herbal, but it like suppresses your cold. And like, and you burp while you're taking it like you've like inhaled like the center of the earth. Like it's <laughs> insane. And so I was taking that, and then at night, you don't want to pop more Sudies because that's going to keep you up. So then I pop a Clonny, which is Clonopin. So I get a good night's sleep, and then I deal with the anxiety of, am I going to be sick on my honeymoon? Which apparently is like a big problem. I, like, whatever. So anyway, we go, and it actually fucking works. Like, I make it 10 days through the honeymoon. I think it was just procrastinated, like the sickness. And all of a sudden, day 10, the sickness was like, it's time, you know? And we're about to leave, but we missed our connecting flight, so we ended up spending an extra day in London. And, uh, and it was actually the night of the royal engagement. I'm in London. And I know, it sounds cool, nothing happened. Like, there was no energy in the air, I didn't see any, like, queens. But I texted everyone I've ever met that I was in London for the royal engagement. So anyway, we go, and so my husband, uh, his uh, sister works in London a lot, and she happened to randomly be in London that night. So we had a drink with his sister, and uh, she was like, oh, you know, uh, when you're at the pharmacy boots at Heathrow, they have this pill called Neurofrin that's like, it's Tylenol with codeine, and it knocks you out. And uh, I was like, bells, 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 bells. Like, this is... <laughs> So exciting, and so I go to Heathrow the next day, and I'm like Gwyneth Paltrow in Contagion. You know the movie where like a bird shits into a pig, and then she eats it at a business dinner, and then she's in the airport like, oh, and like you see the germs, and like they just go all over the world, and everyone dies except Matt Damon, do you guys? But anyway, I was that, and I think it's disgusting to like go to the airport and get on a plane sick, but what am I gonna do, like change my flight? Like we're going home. 
And so I'm in Heathrow, I'm disgusting. People in Afghanistan probably got my flu. Like it was so, and so I go to Boots and uh, I get this pill called Nerf and it's literally by the register next to the Cadbury fruit and nut bars. So I'm like, oh, it's candy. You're signaling to me that this is a candy. And so I buy a couple boxes, get on the plane. I'm like, I don't want to take it on the plane. I got home, jet lagged, slept fine that night. But the next day I'm so sick. And, uh, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a neurofriend because I got to sleep. And so I look at the box and it says, take one to two. And I'm like, okay, I should definitely take one because I don't know what this is going to do to me. So I took two. <laughs> and, it, and she was right. It knocked me out. I went to sleep until like three in the morning until I woke up, had to pee. Uh, go to the bathroom, sit on the toilet and feel, you know the thing when your blood goes either to your head or your feet and you're like dizzy in the middle of the night? I don't know which way the blood's going, but you're just feeling dizzy. Nobody? Yeah. You know, okay, great. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking nobody? <laughs> so, and I'm like, oh boy, this isn't good. And so I think logic tells me, call to your husband, Allie. He's like a room away, like call to him. But here's the thing about Jamie. He never gets sick. Like, he got sick once since we've been together, and he was, like, sneezing, and he's like, it's allergies. I'm like, you don't have allergies. Just admit you have a fucking cold. And he finally, like, got a cold, drank, like, two glasses of water, took a bath, slept one night, and then was, like, 100% better the next day. Like, so annoying. Didn't whine, didn't want to be coddled, which is, like, the best part of being sick. Like, none of it. I'm so furious. And he does this fucking annoying thing where when he's eaten a lot, He'll then like pull back for a couple days and like exercise to like get it back. So anyway, it's annoying. I didn't want to call to him and be like, hey baby, I took a weird airport pill that you would never. And so I'm like, I'm gonna do this on my own. I'm a feminist. Uh, <laughs> and I should have stayed on the toilet, which could apply to several times in my life, unfortunately. And I get up and I kind of like make my, I think I tried to wash my hands, I'd like to think that. And then I think I was trying to like hug the perimeter to get like around the bathroom into bed. Um, and we're not sure what happened, but what we think happened was that I walked into the edge of the door, passed out, head hits the tile floor. Jamie wakes up to like a clunk and comes out and I am unconscious on the bathroom floor. And he's going, baby, baby, you passed out, baby. And I wake up, and again, I'm just like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. And he's holding me with his head, and I'm like, baby, I'm fine. And I'm embarrassed and about to sort of admit that I've taken this pill because I didn't realize that I had, like, hit my head. And so then I wake up, and, uh, and yeah, and so I'm like, I'm fine. And then my eyes roll in the back of my head, and I pass out again. And so then he, like, he's like, and I'm like, I'm fine. I wake up a second time, and he's like, I'm calling 911. So he runs to get his phone. And at this point, I'm like, I'm going to prove how fine I am. And so I crawl on my hands and knees into the bedroom, and I sit up on the bed like, ta-da! <laughs> Not just surviving, but thriving. <laughs> and, he, and he comes in, and he's got the phone. He's dialed 911. He hasn't pressed call yet. And I'm like, I'm, don't call 911. Like, trust me, babe. And I'm about to tell him about the pill. I'm like, don't call 911. He's like, you just passed out twice. And I'm like, do not call. And that's when my nose started bleeding. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, and dial, you know. And I was like, yeah, I can't. I don't know why this is happening. I can't argue with that. 
So then, so now the paramedics are on their way and a couple things come in. First of all, somebody who's struggled with weight for most of my life, I have a long time fear that like, I'm gonna like pass out naked in the shower and they're gonna find me and it's like, you know. And I'm just coming off like 10 days of like mainlining cheese and beer in like Scotland. Like it's not good, you know? And so I'm not psyched about that situation. Uh, cats, you don't want the cats to come out. What if they bust in, they leave the door open, the cats get out, I'm incapacitated. That's another fear, so Jamie puts the cats away. And then a fear that I didn't want to sort of express to him because he's freaking the fuck out. And I'm at this point, like, I'm high on codeine. So I'm kind of having like a nice time, like fun thoughts are coming in. Like it's kind of like an experience, you know? And, uh, and then I see that I have a nude bra hanging on my dresser. And I'm like, how do I tell my husband? He's a little worried about me. Like, oh, if there's like a hot paramedic, I don't want him to see that bra. Can you put it away for me? <laughs> and so I didn't say anything, but it is. Cause like I have big boobs, which is like generally a good thing. But like when it comes to like your old nude bra, the bigger, not better, not better. <laughs> So I'm just like, I'm just gonna have to deal with that on the dresser, I can't tell him about that. So anyway, the paramedics come and like, Baywatch just trounces through the house. Is trounce a verb? Whatever, Baywatch, trouncing in. And uh, literally three guys, one looks like Channing Tatum. He's just like gorgeous. Another guy's like this tall, like hipstery looking brunette who has like a thin mustache that I'm not attracted to, but I recognize that women would think it's cool. <laughs> And a third guy who looked, he was like a sun-kissed, like beefier version of Hank from Breaking Bad. And like, and it was kind of good because he was the one who like came over to take my vitals, so he like saw the most. Like he saw that like my legs weren't quite shaved and like just I'm wearing two different socks and sweatpants. And that he was the least attractive one, so I was good with him seeing the most. And again, I'm high, so all of these thoughts are like flowing through my head of like, oh, I'm the Silver Lake girl who's like high on pills that they probably see 20 times a night. He's like, did something happen? <laughs> and then I'm also thinking like, they're all so like Malibu, like, and I was just like, I thought like ambulances have neighborhoods. I didn't realize they were like Uber where you just kind of go wherever the night takes you. So I'm like, these guys don't belong in Silver Lake. And then the third thing that I just kept, like, was trying, I wanted to say so bad, was just like, you guys must pull so much tail. Like, it was all I could think. But like, the Harvey Weinstein stuff had just broken. And so I was like, it's like a little inappropriate, cause like, it's like, I'm not in a professional situation at all, but they are, like, they're working. I can't be like, do you get fucked a lot? <laughs> And like my, again, my husband's there and like freaking the fuck out because he watched me die basically twice. <laughs> and I noticed for the first time, or so he is wearing for like the second time since we got together, uh, the pajama onesie that I bought him for Christmas the year before. So he looks like one of Santa's elves having a panic attack next to Channing Tatum. Who, by the way, is directly in eyeline of the bra. Like, he is seeing it. So whatever, they check all my vitals. They're like, you're fine, you have an egg on your head. You probably just have a concussion. You can go to the ER tomorrow. And, uh, and Jamie was wonderful and held me and didn't judge me for taking that weird airport pill. Um, and then just a quick thing about the hospital. If you've never been to the ER, uh, it's basically, it's a couple people who are mentally ill a couple of people who actually have an emergency, and then a bunch of just shameful, ashamed people. Like, we just, 
it was me and this like rich Beverly Hills lady who fell down some stairs and she was just like, I have a party tonight. I need a band-aid that matches my skin color. I can't believe this happened. I had a party tonight. I'm humiliated. And then the guy next to us, uh, he had been running to an Uber from a bar on a Friday night, trips, and his instinct, instead of saving his face, is to save his phone, breaks his jaw. But it was a good thing he still had the phone because he was taking selfies of his face in the hospital. And so we're, anyway, we're all just totally ashamed. Um, but a couple good things came out of it. One is that I learned not to take stupid pills. Let's pull it back. <laughs> Obvious lesson, but I needed to really learn it. Uh, and the second thing is that like my doctor had like the best day of her life because I had to see her for a checkup the next week. And she's like, so you had that cold in your honeymoon? And I'm like, no, no, I know it's flu season. You're seeing a lot of sniffles. You got to look at a brain scan. And like could not hide her excitement. She was just like, oh, <laughs> a brain scan. All right. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for listening to Tales of Male Folly. If you dug what you heard, please subscribe and or rate us below. If you hated what you heard, tell us what we did wrong so we can try to appease your unreasonable expectations. JK haters, Tales of Male Folly, the podcast, is a Hatbeard production that can also be found on the Extra Credit Network. It's produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Pippa, and Spotify. Our live show is produced at various venues in and around LA by me, Joe Tower, with the help of Alex Gradet and Brian Weiss. It's presented in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Los Angeles. For even more details and where and when to see one of our live shows, peep us at www.talesofmalefolly.com or email talesofmalefolly at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram, but not Twitter. Twitter is for trolls and white supremacists. We all know that. Twitter is dead. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.